grateful, Lord, for the tithes and the offering uh, that were picked up, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you continue to bless this ministry, Lord, continue to bless our hearts, our minds. Uh, more than anything at this moment, Lord, that you can just remove distractions, Father. Anything that uh, keeps us from your presence, Lord, your word, help us, Lord, to acknowledge you in this moment and the importance of this moment with you. Uh, Father, we know that there's a lot of needs that we have, a lot of things that come into our lives that pull us, Lord. But right now in this moment, Lord, we're asking for this uh, moment with you, Jesus, this moment to be able to reflect in what you have for us and understand more. Give us wisdom, uh, and Lord, we just give you thanks in all things, Lord, and we ask this all in your precious and holy name, in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. God bless y'all. Y'all may be seated, brothers and sisters. Dios bendiga a todos. Dios bendiga a todos, mis hermanos, esta, uh, esta noche. Amén. Ojalá que tenemos muchos uh, que están sufriendo con uh, enfermedades, pero uh, seguimos orando por ellos. Amén. Um, que Dios les sana. God bless the group. Thank you all for um, the worship tonight. Um, praise the Lord. God bless also the, the kids and the youth uh, as they got their classes this evening. Amén. Missed the academy today. Sorry about that, guys. Had some work. Had, I'm going to have work all week, I think, uh, during that time. But praying for y'all. God is good. Amen. God is good. It's the simple, it's the, isn't it the simplest thing to say that God is good? Isn't it a reflection of how, we're, how we are in our lives if we, don't, if we can't say that or think that? God is good. God is good. Sometimes we ain't good. <laughs> Sometimes we're struggling, I get it, but God is always good. He's always good. He's always good. It's always good to um, use words like that to draw him to us. Amen. Uh, so praise the Lord um, because he is. I had, another, um, I had another message that I was working on, um, and this was kind of a last second change, and I wanted to just, uh, um, the, the message that I had, that I, I was going to preach on was seizing the opportunity. Um, and when opportunity presents itself, uh, some of us might be passive in our lives and we don't understand opportunities. We don't see opportunities. Some of us might um, not discern or, um, or look at an opportunity and be able to examine it properly. And we find ourselves uh, chasing things that are not... Uh, God-inspired or God-driven. Um, and so as I had already everything done and completed, and that happens sometimes, I'll have a message, and it's like literally 30 minutes, I think, before the service. Uh, I said, ah, you know, I like it. It's good stuff. It's already all, you know, done, and I could just take the easy way, but I didn't feel it was what it needed to be. And um, a thought came over me on, 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 you know, we've done a lot of messages through through the years, uh, and this one right here kind of came uh, to me, which is make God part of your plan, um, because I think that that's one of the most critical things in our lives, as we all have ambitions and desires and um, and things that we look to. How involved is God in our lives? No matter what it is, no matter if I'm not only talking about success in career, I'm talking about success in a marriage, success in in family, success in anything. How where is God at in it? We can say that God is the center of things, but 
until we start to see in our lives that we're struggling with something and he's not. The balance isn't what it needs to be. And usually when balance isn't there, then this is where anxieties, fears, uh, all these different things start to come into our lives because if God's involved with it, you're, we're not going to see those things. We won't see those things because um, <clears throat> he'll navigate us through things. Uh, we're kind of seeing that right now in the book of Exodus. Uh, if if they would have just followed his plan, it wouldn't have been, you know, uh, it wouldn't have been uh, scripted out the way it was for 40 years. The journey would have been less than that. So I think that uh, some of these things are um, are important to see where, where we're at in it. How, how many of you guys have ever experienced that? I mean, I know I've experienced it in my life where it's like I have it perfectly planned out. I've all to, I've told you guys stories about it, right? I told you when I got when I was um, 11 years old and I got that publisher's clearinghouse check that I won. It wasn't even in my name. I'm 11 years old. It's in my mom's name. And and I, I, and I see that we're, we're going to be millionaires, right? I didn't realize that every house on the block got one of those, okay? I'm sorry. I'm 11 years old. I want to preference that, okay? Because some of y'all are thinking like, man, brother, you're naive. And so I wrote out a whole script of who was going to get what money. And brother Lorenzo was not getting any money. I'll just tell you that right now. The way he would treat me, it wasn't even my money. It was my mom's money. Because again, it came in her name. But I'm like over here thinking like, what? I'm amazed by this, right? And and so for me, it's like uh, again, not understanding that this is this is a ploy. This wasn't even real. But in mine, I'm already planning for something that's not even real. And a lot of times in our lives, we plan for stuff. We we think we got it figured out, but it's really not God's divine plan for us. And we got to learn how to not find ourselves so vested in something that God's not a part of in our lives, but to start uh, hoping and praying for him and really discerning something, if we see that it's affecting us, that's when we start to know if it's affecting us spiritually, that's an instant sign that is like, okay, is God involved in this? It's pretty simple. Sometimes we try to force things into our lives that are not uh, God-inspired or God-directed. I've experienced it in my life where it's smooth sailing, <laughs> and there's sometimes that it's not smooth sailing. It's because, you know, we've got to draw it back to him and get back to him, get back to the main thing, which is him. And we all have different reasons for it. And, you know, but when God starts working in our heart to, con- to make you content, to make you satisfied, to make you recognize that he's enough, you know, it's not, we've talked about these terms before. It's not keeping up with the Joneses. If our heart is then guess what? You're going to do things based off of your heart, not off of what God's purpose is in you. Isn't that crazy that, you know, if we're chasing something that's, and we've had everything, he's given us everything and we're chasing something. How, how bad would you feel if you get to heaven and God's like, did you see your kids that are all healthy? Did you see you had great kids here and yet you died early because of the stress you had in your lives? What you put, it's like, oh man, that'd be horrible, wouldn't it? We don't need to be like that because God has given us wisdom. God has given us authority over things in our lives. I get excited when I start to think about, like, God, I want that authority. I don't want that authority so I can be a ruler of things besides my life, making the decisions that he has planned for me. So, again, when, it's, when, when God's a part of the plan, we're going to see things happen. But when he's not, then we start to see the struggles within ourselves. You know, and you can kind of gauge that. You're, you're, God has given you wisdom to gauge that. 
Uh, muchas veces, hermanos, estamos uh, teniendo un plan que creemos de ese Señor, pero tenemos tantos problemas que los quita del tiempo de la iglesia, de nuestra salvación, a veces de, de cosas que estamos cambiando, no estamos viendo la cosa bien. Creemos que lo estamos viendo bien y cre lo estamos gustando, creyendo que es, pero no es. Sabemos dentro de nosotros que no es algo del Señor. Si muchas veces estamos ahorita oyendo esto y estamos creyendo que estoy hablando de trabajo, esa es la primera cosa que estamos creyendo que no estoy hablando de trabajo, puedo estar hablando de otras distracciones que tenemos en nuestras vidas que creemos que el Señor tiene intento cuando no es el intento del Señor. It's powerful. I've talked about the story that you know, uh, um, you know, James was an apostle of God and and he and he walked with. Uh, Uh, God and, 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 you know, talked with God and saw the miracles of God, and yet he was disabled. He was praying for people to be healed, and he had a disability. How crazy is that, that God asked somebody with a disability to pray for others to be healed, but didn't heal him? I mean, what, 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 there's a powerful message in that, is that I saw you strong enough to pray for others, and I know that you have these questions. Why don't you just heal me, God? But that's the miracle there, is that someone has some, so much love that they can't. And that's a battle. But again, God's plan is greater than our plan. So many times we can question things and we can you know, uh, not have answers to stuff. And we have different things that we're struggling with throughout our lives. Some of us are still struggling with traumas that um, we've had since our entire life, since a child onward. And we got to address those things. We got to... Uh, you know, come to, to an understanding like, hey, this has caused issues. This has caused problems. This has made things difficult. And it's powerful when you have that moment where, where again, you're like, I'm tired. I'm tired of this. I'm tired that the fact that all these things, resentments, bitterness, hurt, pain, all this stuff has caused me to keep on walking in a desert. And not getting to God's promises. It's, called, it's, it's delayed things. It's held things back from my family. Because of me. That's, there's some ownership there that's critical. It's powerful. I mean, when God sees that, he's like, whoa, okay, what's going on here? That's the first time I'm hearing, okay, I got to, you know, let this go. And there's some power in that. And, and again, it, 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 we all got to come to that moment. It's, a, it, it's ridiculous if, again, we're not growing spiritually through the years. I don't, I don't matter how much Bible you know. To me, it does not matter anything how much Bible you think you know. Because Pharisees knew the entire Bible. They read the law. They understood. And they couldn't see Jesus. They crucified him. The thing is, the most critical thing is the relationship with Christ and understanding that the obedience is causing us to give fruit. I mean, there's some people that, again, can shame us knowing less than us because of the character and the obedience that they have in Christ. Obedience. And so for us, we've got to get to a point to where we're trusting in God's plan for us, even though it's different from the plan that we've always had for us. Can we trust in God's plan? I hope so. Some of us are like thinking like, oh, man, what is this going to do? Is he going to pop the, the dream bubble? I don't think I'm going to do that. I'm just going to read from the Bible here, okay? 
Exodus 31. If we turn to Exodus 31, amen? Every once in a while, we can say, praise the Lord, amen, hallelujah, ouch, amen, you know, get a squeeze toy and squeeze something. Just so I can hear that there's noise here, it'll help me. Exodus 31, 1 reads here, uh, we're going to read through 6, so I'm going to read this in English. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, verse 2, See, I have called by name Bezlael, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, and the, of the tribe of Judah. Verse 3. And I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship. Verse 4. To devise cunning works to work in gold and in silver and in brass. And in, in, the, in cutting of stones, to set them, and in carving of timber, to work in all manner of workmanship. And I, behold, I have given with him Aholiab, and the son of Ahishamach, of the tribe of Dan. And in the hearts of all that are wise-hearted, I have put wisdom that they may make all that I have commanded thee. Now, listen, brothers and sisters. Again, you're like thinking like, okay, that's a lot of names. That's a lot of talk. See, sometimes we can't understand how things are going to get done, but we don't understand that God has put people in our path that he is praying on them. He is giving them the wisdom to do what God is asking us to do. You see, it was intimidating for Moses to say, you want me to make what? You want me to make these things? And they got to, and the, and the priest got to carry this and the tabernacle and you're going to, and we're going to have the, the 10 commandments and, and we, and, there, and we're going to have to make a, a, a tent and all this stuff, stuff that wasn't common to him. But instead of him being fearful, God comes up to him and says, don't worry about it. I got somebody I'm giving that to to do what I'm asking you to do. We can end the message there. Because we come here sometimes, or we're in life, and we just don't know how to do it. Because we haven't realized that it's not us that's going to do it, it's God preparing. And man, that moment where you're like, all right, God, if you asked me to do it, it's going to get done. I just got to make myself available and not doubt who you are because your plan is perfect. Your purpose is perfect for me. But what happens, that, again, if it doesn't go the way we planned it, the way we thought it, the way we assumed stuff, then that's the battle and the tug of war when God's like, look, simple i'm not asking you to do it i'm asking you that something needs to be done but i'm giving you the resources of somebody that's going to do it the talent it's beautiful when you see that but sometimes it, it, it all starts out with that god's spirit filled these people I, I, I tell you, you know, and I always will say this. My greatest fear is, is being on my deathbed. 
and thinking, did I live the life that God had, uh, uh, the, he proposed for me? Did I live God's purpose? Are we not thinking that? How sad is it going to be if God said, I, I, as a child, filled you, I showed you these things, and something died, something stopped, something distracted, something moved you away from that. You, you were impacted, you were touched, but something killed it. Doubt killed it. You not seeing something, you not being patient, you not waiting But when we get to a point where we can understand that God has perfect timing in everything, you don't understand it in the moment of wait. You don't understand it in the moment of being patient. But when you look back after the fact, it makes sense. Oh, okay. Okay, I wasn't ready. I couldn't handle that yet. I was not in a position to where I was going to be able to handle that. Okay, okay, I'm getting that. Okay, God, I see it now. So it's critical for us to have these moments where we're desiring something and, 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 then, and, then, and then we'll pray for it, but we won't wait for the prayer. We start to move like it's just a prayer was enough. God's going to show us things if we're patient on it. But again, what is it as our heart is being moved in directions? I brought a preaching in the old church one time. It was called uh, Praying in Motion. And I think about that preaching all the time because some of us will pray and we'll stop as we're doing. And some of us, God has called us to pray in motion as we're moving towards something. It's like I, the example that I gave in the preaching was David. If, if, if David would have been in a tent praying the whole time that Goliath was going to be destroyed. No, he walked out and meditated and knew who God was. He was praying in motion as he defeated Goliath. And sometimes for us, we, will, we won't move in ways. And if God is saying, look, just trust me in these things. I have a plan. I have a perfect plan for you. If we turn to 1 Corinthians 13, 2. It says, Y si tuviese profecía y entendices, Todos los misterios y toda ciencia, y si tuviese, tuviese toda la fe de tal manera que, que trasladase los montes y no tengo amor, nada soy. And though I have the gift of prophecy, understanding all mysteries and knowledge, and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains. Listen to this. This is pretty and have not charity, I'm nothing. When we get back to basics, Paul drops it down pretty heavily there because some of us were amazed. Oh, man, that brother, you know, that was, you know, man, that brother's a prophet, that brother. And then yet if he's saying, I have all these things, I can make mountains move, I can do all these things, and I don't have love. We talked about this on Sunday. I mean, some of us were struggling with, you know, with, with, with that stuff. I mean, some of y'all, it, it, it's got to be a hard place to be at when we're talking where God is calling you a murderer. God flat out called you on Sunday a murderer if you're gossiping and talking about people. You're a murderer. It feels uncomfortable. 
And it needs to feel uncomfortable because hell's a worse place than, than services right now. But yet that's where we're at because there's something lacking in charity in us. There's got to be something better here. It's got to be better here. And again, that's the saddest thing. That's the hardest thing. And most of the time, most of the time, because of lack of wisdom, we end up hurting people around us because of our actions and how we are. Our, our, our um, point of, or viewpoint of how it is to be a Christian is not biblically sound, and yet others see that and they say, oh, well, what's the difference between going to church and not going to church if that's the way people are being treated? It's tough, brothers and sisters. It's tough. But I tell you one thing, it's rewarding when you start to get into it and you start to deny yourself and you, you start to say, okay, God, maybe I talk too much. And you might just be a person that talks too much. Help us, God, in that. Because, again, if we are not allowing God's purpose to, you know, uh, 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 fulfill God's purpose and that he had for us, then that's a place that's dangerous. But, again, that stuff happens even though you know word, even though you know scripture, but we dance around that stuff. And like I said, we get a little religious, right? And we say, no, but we got to pray after we threw all the mud out. Like I said, that's so commonly used. Like, you know, but we, we're going to have to pray for that person. What, what did that do for you? I'm, I'm, seriously, seriously. You gotta, don't worry about that person. That person might end up being okay. It's, I would worry about yourself. But again, this is the problem. This is the lack of growth. This is the stunted growth. This is where we're not drawing ourselves to him. We're actually pulling away from him. This is a, now another year, another year in the desert, another circle around. And we got to get to the point where it's frustrating, it's tiresome, it's insane. Thinking that something's going to change and doing the same thing over and over again. Insanity. But that moment that I say, okay, God, You've pricked my heart. You've shown me something. I want to hold on to this because I kind of do talk a lot and I find myself criticizing a lot. That's one thing to talk a lot, but it's another thing most of the time that's criticism that's in that. And it's so crazy, brothers and sisters, because you can ask my wife right here. She's right here as a witness. You can ask her if I come over here and I talk about anybody or criticize anybody. I try to stand on that. Why? Because I didn't see it. I didn't see it from my parents. But again, if this is the curse that's being passed down, how are we ever supposed to uh, uh, fulfill what God has planned for us? It hurts. But I want God to do something. I want God to bless my kids, my family. So I've got to be a champion of that if I see stuff sneaking in, if I see something being said. And we've got to do those things and have the fear of God in them. If we turn to James 1.17, every good gift 
and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Toda buena dádiva, es dádiva, y todo, ¿cómo? Yeah, dádiva. Y todo don perfecto desciende de lo alto, del Padre de las luces, en el cual no hay mundanza ni sombra de variación. So, brothers and sisters, this stuff that we're talking about right here, it's easy to agree with something and, and talk about how the world's getting worse and, and brother, we got to be prepared. We need to, you know, we've been through the y, Y2K. There was that, you, you, yeah, you remember that. Some of y'all might have been in that. I thank God that we had somebody that, you know, preached the word of God and said, hey, if God's taking care of the birds of the sky and, and provides for the flowers of the field, aren't we much greater than that? But this is what happens when there's instability in our lives. We'll start to believe anything until we get our confidence in God. And we find ourselves, God, I hear you. I hear your voice. I know everything that's good comes from you. I know you're merciful. I know you're loving. I know this could be a test in my life. I know I'm going through stuff right now. I've examined myself, God. I've truly examined myself. I didn't just do a Passover and said, no, there's no sin in me. I see things that I'm, you can see my heart, God. You know my intent. You know how my conscience is guiding me. Are we doing these things or are we just naive? Are we, because again, sometimes I see that. I, I, I mean, I see it in, in workspaces sometimes. There's got to be that moment where we say, maybe it's me. It's powerful when we're hearing God's conscience. That's the greatest gift he's given us is when it's guiding us and it's telling us, you know what? You need to work on a couple of things because we can see there in the book of Exodus, it's God that's going to convict the heart. It's going to convince the heart also and transform it. But sometimes there's something in us, and this is the part that we need that relationship with God to say, God, Go to it. Search the depth of me like David told him. Go to the crevices. Go to what's broken. I need you there. I need you with your light to examine the shadows because there's something there that's not allowing me to enter into the promised land. And this is sometimes the, the spirit that comes over us, the sadness. And it's a sad place. Again, again, I, you know, I've, I've been to churches where it's like, woo, yeah. Turn to your neighbor and say, God bless you. Jesus loves you. But like it says, the word of God says, it's also good to be in a place where there's no sound. And it's like a funeral. Because the word of God is breaking. The hammer's hitting. And God is doing stuff. That's the thing that's exciting. God is doing something in you. God is doing something in you. I know sometimes we don't feel it or see it, but God is doing something in you. Amen. Romans 12, 3. See, voltamos hermanos para Romanos 12, 3. 
es importante, hermanos, que entendemos una cosa que muchas veces um, nuestro pensar o uh, nuestro vivir no es, una, uh, no es algo que agradece al Señor porque podemos estar en pecado por diferentes uh, razones como hablamos el domingo que muchos de nosotros estamos sufriendo con uh, la lengua, se suelta la lengua muchas veces. Ahí estamos hablando, hablando y, y, y bien estutos estamos diciendo hay que orar creyendo que eso componió todo, pero no compone nada. Dice la Biblia que, es uh, murder matador, o what is it? ¿Cómo? Homicida. Wow. ¿Estás comentando? ¿Comentando? ¿Homicida? ¿Ah? Cometiendo, thank you, brother. Cometiendo homicida. Cada vez que hablas de alguien, es... Pues qué triste es eso que la Biblia dice, le dice así. Y qué triste es también que dice que muchas de las personas que viven así viven solas o solos. Porque han perdido todos sus amigos. Y eso lo ha visto muchas veces. Yo lo he visto desde la escuela en esas cosas. Que ya cuando tienen tu número, sabes si tú estás hablando de hablan como hablas de mí. I have to say that one in English because not too many Mexicanos laughed at that one. But it's the truth. I mean, I remember that in school. You know, if uh, if you, you know, you, you were talking about, you would see people talking about people, but it's like if you're talking about people, how do you talk about me? And it's bad because it's apparent. It's apparent. It's It happens here. And again, we just hurt ourselves in these things. Romans 12, 3 says, I'm going to read this in English. For I say... Through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. I like that one. Let's just stay there for a second, right? You want to stay there for a couple of minutes till we let that marinate? Like I said, when I cook steaks, I don't know if you know how to cook a steak, but a steak, you got to leave it there for a little bit. If you're moving it around a lot, you're not allowing the juices to start to form. You actually got to sear it. So you're letting it And sometimes the word of God's got to sear itself so those juices can stay. They even give you, you know, look at your clock right there. Let it, let it sear for three minutes and then flip it. Let the other side. So oh, now all the juices are staying inside. And sometimes we just read that word too fast, don't we? We're like, what was the message about? What was that word about? But look what it says right there. Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. How many of us are struggling with that? Come on, you could be honest. I was honest. Sometimes, you know, we fake it till we make it, huh? That's not the way it works in the things of God. If we humble ourselves before him, if we say, you know what, I'm struggling. God, I'm going through stuff. I need you, God. But no, sometimes, you know, we don't until something happens. Because the thing about God and how perfect his love for us for uh, us is, is that everything comes to light. That's how powerful he is, brothers and sisters. Everything comes to light. Help us, God. But we know you're just in that. We know you're merciful in that. But why does he start there with saying that? Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. 
according as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. So think clearly. Don't think of yourself so much, but think clearly. Now, there's a problem here. Some can say, well, I don't think much of myself at all. <laughs> That's a self-esteem issue. God talks about that also. There's some that think too much of themselves. And then there's some people that don't think enough about the love that God's given them in themselves. But we keep on reading right here, verse 4. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, verse 5, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Having then gifts differ, uh, differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy, according to the portion of faith. Or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching. Or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Now, brothers and sisters, it's interesting on, on, on Paul talking about these things. But it's like patience in these things. Because everything's going to be proven. Our faith gets proven in time. I remember a brother came a long time ago and and Lorenzo and I were there, and he, he gave a message, and it was good. He goes, learn how to be a good number two. What? But I'm a number one. Learn how to be a good number two. Some of us haven't learned that. How can God use us if we don't know how to serve with a clear heart. But again, if these struggles are there, these pulls are there, like I said, whatever it is that you're going through, it's the common factor that usually arises. And again, it can be driven and it can be seen through years of suffering all the way back to something, a trauma, something we haven't let go of, examples in our lives. I mean, how, how, how many people here, how many people here, you know, can, how many, how many of us, you know, have had a conversation with our children saying, you know what, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the times I was a bad example. Anybody? Shabby's too low. That's, that's good. That's good. I like your style, though. That's good. But it's, but it's the truth, though. But sometimes... We, we can't see it. We can't humble ourselves, but it's a conversation to have. If I see something that my daughter is struggling with, and it's a daddy issue related issue, I need to get in that and make sure that I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you feel the way you're feeling, that I've lacked in these things. This is the part right here. This is the time. This is the work that sometimes we have to do to be able to humble ourselves because of the residual effects. How many residual effects are there in our lives based off of that? 
Again, sometimes we might leave from here and still not get it. I want to I want to make sure if God's telling me, you know, you see your son struggling right here with self-esteem issues. You see him struggling with uh, 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 resi- uh, sin issues, anger, talking over people. Where did he get it from? Where did he see it from? Ah, you guys are catching all those things. Saying, that is you, Brother Gabe. I felt that judgment. I felt you. Why did I feel that? You're like, that's the way you are, Brother Gabe. That's good that you catch that. I was giving examples of y'all. I mean, yeah, man, man, I mean, I see that as brother, but it's true. Yeah, we better, we better get engaged. We better get involved as we got our kids. I'm telling you one thing, God bless brothers and sisters that have stood up sometimes and have said stuff like, hey, you that got your kids still, you need to make sure you're doing these things. That's, that's something from the heart there. That's somebody saying, look, I wish I would have done these things. I wish I would have known these things. I wish I would have understood these things. I wish I would have, you know, it, it has nothing to do with, you know, like I told you, brothers and sisters, there's no guilt in us if God has changed us. That's why up here I speak freely about things that, you know, lacks and shortcomings that I've had in my life because that I don't need to have guilt in me if that's not in me anymore. But I've got to own stuff. I've got to own the transformation that God did. I've got to be able to show you and expose within myself how God can do it. But some of us, again, we could be struggling with things and we don't want to bring it up. I'd just rather not bring it up to my kids. Lying devil. I'm not calling you that. I'm just saying the devil's a liar that's telling you that inside. See, again, you got offended. I wasn't even talking about you. But that's beautiful when you come to it and you say, look, because just simple words, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I felt at times. I'm sorry that, you know, I didn't know how to be uh, a father. I didn't know how to be an example. I'm sorry. Can go a long way into healing. And gosh, I would want my kids to be healed early instead of having to go to it where it's late. Help me, God, to see this. Help me, God, to humble myself, God. I don't want to. I remember one time um, my wife and I were going through something. She's not going to like that I'm going to talk about this. I'm playing, I'm playing. We were going through something, and um, and it was early on in our marriage, and I looked at her and I said, I, I told her, I said, hey, you know what? It, 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 it's hurting me knowing this. It's hurting me that one day we're going to get hurt in the same manner because we don't know where our kids are headed at. And we're going to get hurt in the same manner that we might have hurt. If you think about that for a second, if an action that we did causes a ripple effect later on, that's that. I remember my father telling me that. You'll understand one day when you're a father. I'm a teenager, right? I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to be a great dad until I understood when I was a father. I was like, ah, that's tough. But it's the same type of uh, uh, thought process when it comes to it. If we're not humbling ourselves, you know, it's my way, my way of my dad telling me, humble yourself, humble yourself, build a relationship. 
I would have conversations with my dad. I was like, well, where's this man at that didn't build a relationship with me? That's not what he was asking. That's not what God was showing me. He was like, it was a man that saw those things. It was a man trying to say, I didn't do this. Don't you do this. I didn't see it at the time. I needed my dad to hug me, right? I needed my dad to go to my game, to go see a game that I played in. Those are the things I was, but then I was seeing like, wait a second. I saw a dad that never laid a hand on my mom. I saw a dad that never drank. I saw a dad that stood up here and the authority that God had given him lived it. What kind of sentimental thing that I need that he needed to be at one of my games? When I saw somebody deny himself so I could have a better life. See, there's healing there when you look for it. When you search for it. Or I could just be the hurt by some things that, okay, I understand that, but I got to look at the bigger picture and saying, God, thank you. Thank you. And I'm glad, I'm glad the last years uh, of his life were the best years I ever had with him. And it's not that they were perfect. You know, we had hard discussions, but I thank God that I was able to him see stuff in, in me and me see the growth. Like I told you, the greatest lesson they ever gave me, my parents have ever given me, both of them, and my mom's still here, and I've told her that, is when you've been knocked down, getting back up. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Because if you wouldn't have been able to do it, in difficult times, difficult times, you guys think you guys had difficult times? You try being a pastor's wife or, or a pastor and seeing that. In difficult times, you showed me, get up. Get up. The strength comes from God. The love comes from God. Humble yourself. And like your famous words, Mama, you told me, I'm older, but God's still seeing that I need something. Help me, Jesus. God is good. God is good. 1 Corinthians 7-7. Quisiera, quisiera más bien que todos los hombres fuesen como yo, pero cada uno tiene su propio don de Dios. Uno a la verdad de un modo y otro de otro. For I would that all men were even as I myself. Listen to Paul. That sounds like some of us, right? Wouldn't it just be easier if you were like me? Wouldn't, just, wouldn't everything just be easier if you just agreed with me? <laughs> but look, Paul, Paul has, Paul's not saying that. He's saying like, there's a reality to this. That's our desire. Everybody has that desire, right? Everybody's like, it would just make it much easier right now in this moment if you just say yes. <laughs> if you agree with me and you see it my way, it would make it easier. But look what he says here. He goes, for I would that all men were even as myself, but every man hath his proper gift from God. See, what Paul saw was it's great that you're not like me because God's given you something that I need. See, we don't feel like that some ways, sometimes. But look what he says, one after this manner, the other after that. But many times, brothers and sisters, we're trying to change people 
instead of seeing the gift that God has given people. I look forward to seeing what God has given you and talking with you and seeing the beauty in that because each one of you, God has given you something, something that I don't have, something that I'm grateful that you have that's needed. I don't have your story. I don't have what God has done for you, but you have it. And guess what? God's going to use it. But there's some times that we expect everyone to have it. And we don't like it when they don't. And I like how Paul says it right there. It's like, look, yeah, would it be easier if you had my mindset, you thought like I did, and you moved the way I moved? Yeah, but I love seeing what God's doing in you and how he's showing that gift in you. And that was an important thing for Paul because Paul had problems. Paul had issues with, you know, a brother. Had a little bit of strife in, in that. And he had to see that. And God had to show him something. So praise the Lord. Muchas veces, hermanos, estamos pensando cosas y creyendo que... Um, uh, ten, lo tenemos uh, fi, figurado en una manera, pero tenemos cosas que estamos sufriendo que, como estaba hablando, que muchos de nosotros necesitamos a, a veces pedir perdón de, de, podemos comenzar de nuestros niños, pero de, de, de nuestra familia. Si Dios estaba trabajando en ti y dijimos, pues Dios me perdonó de todo, pero está bien, está bien, si sí es cierto, pero come on. Diga un I'm sorry, un sorrio. Ni queremos. It's okay, it's beautiful. My wife and I sometimes it's like, you know, but you know, we, we have tendencies. I'm more of a, I think I'm more of a guy that says sorry. I say more sorry than she does. Oh, that's the truth. I had to step down from the altar when I said it, but that's the truth. Oh, Nina, you have no say in this. You're still, you're still new bottle there, okay? You're, you're too new of a bottle there. You know, but but honestly, we we've learned in time. It teaches us that, and we talked about it in the marriage class. I mean, we were not perfect at all, nor do we admit that we even are at this day. But we give God the glory because it's God that's kept it together. Because Lord knows the devil wanted to split it apart many times, many times, many times. But I thank God that He's worked on us. And I said, the moment that he started working on us, when we started working on us, not on them. That's a powerful moment that I think it was a major transformation for me. It freed me in my life when God says, you got to work on her. No, no, God, I got to work on me. I know you're doing what you're doing for her. The prayers that she has, the, the conviction that she'll feel, the same one I'm going to feel. What she needs in her husband She's not going to say that. She's going to pray that. We've talked about that stuff before, the power of prayer. I told you the testimony of the time the wife told the husband. You know, the husband came back after her argument and apologized. And, and, and she was like, okay. And he's like, well, what do you mean? It's okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He goes, no, I know. She goes, I left that to God. I was, she was already healed. She knew God was going to do that. She was not surprised by that. Because the trust that she had is, I'm going to leave it to you, God. I know you're going to take care of it. That's a beautiful place to be at. When you're not carrying on something, you say, God, 
make me a better husband, a better wife. Help me, God, to see things I miss. And God's powerful. We see the power of God when it comes to controlling the heart. And again, brothers and sisters, it's beautiful when you start to see. It comes with hurt sometimes. It comes with pain because sometimes it's the, the, the heart is, is rocky. It's as a stone. I tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty stubborn too. You know, some of y'all could be feeling like you got it. No, hands down, I'm stubborn. Now, some of y'all might not see it, and that's scary stubbornness. That's blindness. And sometimes that happens too. I thank God that, there, that you know, I usually see when I'm, I'm just going to be blunt about it when I'm a dummy on stuff. It's like, come on, Gabe, do you really, did you really have to say it like that? That's kind of, you know, mm, work on that a little bit, okay? Yes, God. My, wife, my, my, daughter, my daughter probably knows that one. She knows that I'm, I don't suffer a fool. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, Margie, forgive me. You see it on the radio, hot mic moments. I know, I get it. Be nice to Tristan, some of y'all, right? You guys throwing that be nice to Tristan t-shirt. I'm sorry, I'm parents, a parent at all, at all times, but I'm proud of my kids, and it comes with work, and I know that they, I know that they fail, I know that they go through things, I know that they're not perfect, but I pray to God that they can see the perfect one, and they can understand that ministry, if God has called them for things, requires sacrifice. Help us, God, for that. Praise the Lord. 2 Timothy 1.6. Por lo cual te aconsejó que, avive, que avives el fuego del don de Dios que está en ti por la imposición de mis manos. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Verse 7. Porque no nos ha dado Dios espíritu de qué? Cobardía, sino de poder, de amor y de dominio propio. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Now, brothers and sisters, Paul starts out here saying, Look, I prayed for you. You've been prayed on. In this prayer, the seed was planted. It's, it needs to be birthed. It needs to break forth. You need to understand that there was power in this prayer. Whatever, whatever God's, you know, the, the intent, if there's a dormant seed in you, if there's something that has not burst forth, Something, that's the saddest thing, that moment, because there's been a lot of prayers that have been done in our lives. Like I said, I know, I know that God, that my family was praying for me. Because the path that I was headed was not a righteous path. You guys have heard the story, the brother Lorenzo tells it every time. <laughs> oh, brother Gabe, he was like this. If my dad only knew, I told him. But if he only knew, 
Even though I told them every time. But I'm grateful to God because God had mercy on me. God has had mercy on you. I even hate to think about stuff like that because my, my, my mom's like, ay, Dios, no, no digas nada. No quiero saber. I was at work one day. I'm going to tell it because that's who I am. I'm a person, I don't know, man, there's something here that's missing. I got a, with a torneo that's, I was at work one day, right? I was young. I was young. And I've always been blessed with, you know, jobs. I was uh, 18 years old, and I was working in a clean room with engineers uh, working on um, gas chambers for microprocessing chips. And I'm in there, and my parents went over there one day to see where I was working at. Well, there was this guy, and they called him Trey Trevino was his last name, but they called him Trey. And he was a really nice guy and all that stuff at work. And he's like, hey, what are you doing after work? And I said, oh, nothing. Why? Why don't you come over to my house? Okay. He was Mexican, so as you guys can tell. And that's how I go over to his house, right? And I walk in his house, and he has nothing but marijuana stuff, like in his like in his living room, right? He's a single guy, and he has all these things, right? I had never seen that stuff. Honestly, I had never seen that stuff. I'm being honest right now, right? Some of you are like, hmm, yeah, sure, brother, Gabe. But he has all this stuff there, and I'm like, what in the world? And I, I, I get scared, right? And then he goes, he starts filling me out, right? He goes, hey, go look under my bed. And I'm like, it's okay. First time I'm in your house. I go look under his bed. He has a king-size bed, and it has blocks of marijuana, the whole bed. This is a guy that was working right next to me. I felt horrible walking out. I'm like, the cops are watching me right now. Every movie came over my body. I'm like, now I'm tagged. Now they're going to be, he's one of them. I'm done for. But, you know, and, and, and it, that's a simple story. There's worse stories because they got worse for me, even though that sounds like a horrible story, but still there's worse stories. But I started, like, thinking all these things I started reflecting back in moments that God was probably like, was merciful enough to take care of me because of prayers because he wasn't done I know some of y'all got dumber stories than that so don't be judging and laughing and smiling uh -huh, I see y'all I see some of y'all hiding too but for me I start to think of the power of God because he had to break me and like I told you you know, it, sometimes it takes a lot of breaking. And for me, it was a lot of breaking. For others, it's easier. For others, they hear it one time, they have one, and it's done, it's transformed, it's changed. But for other ones, here we go again. Here comes the hammer. Here comes the hammer. Here comes the hammer. Some of us forgetting how we're seeing ourselves, how the word of God portrays us, and we forget it as soon as we leave. That's the thing that I think I understood one time my dad was disappointed, you know, a service had ended and everybody was talking about other stuff. 
like the service was nothing. Again, what example is that not only to in ourselves, but to our children? There's no value to what was offered, what God gave us. I I didn't understand it at the time because I was one of the ones, right, doing it, right? It's like, you know, we've all been there, but then you start to think about it. It's like there's got to be something that God has prepared something for us to take, something to learn from, something to remember by, and some of us, we just forget about it like nothing. We get into what our intent was to come here. Oh, I needed to let you know this information, or I needed to ask you something. I'm glad the service is over so we can really talk about what we needed to talk about. Are we still doing that thing tomorrow? Are we still this? Where, hey, I meant to ask you this. And it's a shame. Why is it a shame? Because we should honor and hold on to something, especially if it was impactful, because it's life-changing. Some of the trivial stuff we're talking about isn't life-changing. It's how he, how did he used to call it? Uh, we make this place into a, what is it, a social club. There you go. It's true. Like, hey, what's going on? How have you been doing all this stuff? And it's not like, man. And then, of course, some of us, we we don't leave this place like a social club. We just leave this place. (laughs) I'm out of here. Instead of saying, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for for speaking life into me, for correcting me, for showing me my failures, for showing me that I haven't done these things. Thank you, God, for mentioning it this way, for saying it this way. Thank you, God, because I know that this passed through the fire, it purified me even more than other ones. I thank you, God. 1 Corinthians 12, 27. Vosotros pues sois el cuerpo de Dios y miembros cada uno de particular. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers. After that, miracles and gifts of healing, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. Y unos puso Dios en la iglesia primeramente Apóstolos, do we say it right? Apóstolos, apóstoles, luego profetas, los terceros maestros, luego los que hacen milagros, después los que sanan, los que ayudan, los que administran, los que tienen don de lenguas. Now, brothers and sisters, what's interesting is that Paul's very specific in a lot of things in the Bible, but sometimes we get so accustomed to to church routines. Some of us can be like, well, you know, here, here's how I was raised. Here's how I believed. Like I said, I never wanted to be that type of person. Was like, what do you believe in? And then just regurgitate what my parents said. I wanted to make sure I knew it. I wanted to make sure I believed it. I didn't want to make sure, because I've seen a lot of Catholics that say, well, I'm Catholic. Oh, well, how often do you go to church? I don't. But you're Catholic? Yeah, because my parents were Catholic. You see, there's things that are specific that the Bible is so powerful that it tells us and it shows us. And then there's things that we just try to fit in. We try to sometimes fit ourselves into things. When God is saying right here through Paul that some of us are these things. Some of us are not. 
See, there's some peace in there. Like when uh, God told Moses that I have filled these people right here to help you with what I've asked you for. Now, if those people that, that, that God saw their hearts, knew their intents, if they were thinking, I can do it better than Moses, would they really be a help to Moses? No, no, no. But see, God didn't say, hey, Moses, figure out some people here. He says, I have filled these people with what I've asked you to do to help you. So again, it's powerful when, when, when we start to say, okay, God, you know the need, the needs of the church. You know what the church needs. Prepare it. Prepare the church. Bless the church. Help the church. Guide the church. And God starts to shake things sometimes. And you know what? You might be going through some trials and tribulations. You might be going through some problems because if God can see that he can use you, but don't let it destroy you. Say, I hear you, God. Okay, God, I own this. Okay, God, this was right. Sometimes it's hard to see ourselves when the word of God opens itself. But we gotta be looking to see ourselves. Gotta be looking to see ourselves. If we're not taking it in, if we're not absorbing it, then we're missing out in what God has for us. If we turn to Joel 2.28, Y después de esto derramaré mi espíritu sobre toda carne y profetizarán vuestros hijos y vuestras hijas. Vuestros ancianos soñarán sueños y vuestros jóvenes verán visiones. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Uh, Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. 29. Y también sobre los siervos y sobre las las siervas derramaré mi espíritu en aquellos días. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. Now, brothers and sisters, there, there, you know, I, I'll sometimes see, and, and, and unfortunately, we're, we're, you know, always sounding the trumpet without proper information and this is what hurts the church as much we've got to live every day like it's the last day not saying there's a sign you see the sign you see the cow there's a cow that died in the desert it was a black cow with a red tail it talks about it in the book of revelations who cares because if i'm living my life right now like it's the last day of my life then i'm going to be ready and that's the best advice i can give to people but there's going to be signs. But again, there's so many people that want to get into the calculations of things. And again, this is is a dangerous place to be in because there's a lot of calculations that end up becoming wrong. And unfortunately, it ends up giving a bad name. And and praise the Lord. If some of you guys have experienced some of those things and heard some of those things, I've already told you, God has not called me for that type of ministry. God has called me hammer ministry. Because that's what I needed in my life. But I know God is faithful. 
And I know God loves us. And I know God's going to be there for us and take care of us. I don't need somebody coming up and saying, well, brother, like they did on the Y2K days. Well, brother, aren't you going to preach about this? Well, what if it happens? Shouldn't they be prepared? Shouldn't the congregation be prepared if, you know, uh, if they're going to be coming after food and all that stuff? We were in that type of stuff. I want to trust in God with all my heart and know and say, God, I know I've seen you. I've seen how you work. I see how you always provide for those that love you and follow your voice. But I also know the word of God is true. And when, when, when he talks about these will be the signs, some of them are so obvious that we were like, okay, well, there's going to be rumors of war just because the war in Ukraine's happening right now. It's like, that's the one, that's the one. Where am I at? Because before I could see it, I could be gone tonight when my heart stops and I'm going to be in front of my maker. So help me, God, to see myself and trying to see the future and trust in you, God. I'm going to ask the musicians to pass on up. Romans... Um, Romans 11, 29. Porque irrevocables son los dones y el llamamiento de Dios. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. I like that. I like that. I like that. Because see, what we got to start doing is saying, okay, God, and we can't get confused with this. A lot of the times, that's that's the I had the Isaiah moments in my life. Uh, oh, who are you going to send, God? I'm not. I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified, God. And then God qualifies you. If you start to see stuff, there's tendencies. Like I said, I get excited knowing that God has given people here gifts. And again, there might not be the gifts that you're thinking. And you say, oh, I got the gift of this and this and that. Uh, you be very slow on that stuff right there because God will also show it. And then remember one thing. There can't be a gift that we think we have if yet we're being disobedient in things that God is teaching us. But I know one thing, that God is faithful. And here we go again. The trial can come. The tribulation can come. As God works on us saying, I will get you there. But let's pray, brothers and sisters, that it doesn't take all our lives. When we have that promise right now in this moment to receive from God, if we open up our heart and we purify ourselves and we humble ourselves before him. But all we do is delay the process. I don't like to think about stuff too much. Sometimes, you know, there's some people here that want to think about a lot of stuff. I try not to. I try to keep it as simple as I can with God. Am I doing this? Am I living right? <laughs> Am I being the best person that I can be that God has asked me to be? Don't overcomplicate something when it's as simple as, am I, am I uh, working on adding fruits in my life? Help me, God, to keep it simple. Because you preach in, in simple ways, Lord, but you hid things from the wise and you showed the meek, the mysteries of the kingdom. Why don't we all stand up, brothers and sisters?
God bless y'all tonight. You guys were still pretty quiet. It's all right, though. It's all right. I mean, again, I thank God. I thank God because God is good. I tell you, you know, it's um, it's it's beautiful, brothers and sisters. When, when um, it, it's hard sometimes too, because you start to uh, you're like, okay, this was this message was done already, God earlier, and and you know, and throughout the day, you know, I'm having those little moments where I'm putting down a verse or I'm reading something, and and I'm sneaking it away, and I'm juggling stuff, right, too, especially today that I'm in meetings all day, and every once in a while I'll find a gap, right? I I have the right for a break. And I'm popping something in there and I'm putting it in there and I'm coming back and I'm reading it. And then at the very end, it's like, I don't, you know, God's like, I don't think that's the, that's it. I don't think that's the one you're going to do. What? No, I don't think that's the one you're going to do. But that's all I had time for. That's the problem. I think I got something else for you. And it's exciting because I don't know what state that you're in, what you're going through. I don't know what problems you have in your life. I don't know what's, where, where, where you're at, how, how, much, how much rope you still are holding on to, but I know one thing, that God knows everything. That moment, that moment when we think that's enough is the perfect time when he gets involved. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Force yourself to hold on. Sometimes we force ourselves to get here. And like my, my dad used to say all the time, sometimes you got to kick the devil in here. Get him in here. Because the devil's holding on to us at times. And it's beautiful when you see people fighting here. I love to see people fighting here. I love to see people fighting for their families here. Fighting for their blessing. I love to see those Jacob moments. Keep on fighting in the name of Jesus. Keep on fighting. fighting. Don't give up. Though it looks like it's bleak, though it looks like things aren't changing, though you think, like, when are things going to get better or, or, or things are going to change, well, they're going to change when they change in us. Because nothing changes if nothing changes. That moment that we see God and we say, okay, God, I'm here. I'm here. This is the moment with you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for being with me, God. I humble myself right now to you, God, understanding that I'm not perfect and that I have many flaws. But I thank you, God, for your strength. Let's pray, brothers and sisters, and ask the Lord to, to bless us tonight. Lord Jesus, we come before you, Father. We're grateful for your love, your mercy, the wisdom that you give us through your word, Lord, how you guide us, how you help us, Father. I ask right now, Lord, that we don't forget these moments, Lord, that you speak to our heart. We don't forget these moments, Lord, that you prepare us, Lord, for chapters in our lives that are ahead of us, Lord. I ask, Father, that your voice get as loud as it can be in our lives, Lord, to direct us, to guide us, Lord, that our heart doesn't deceive us anymore, Father. Our emotions don't drain us, Lord, that we're vulnerable to the enemy. But in this moment, Lord, that we trust in you, this moment, Lord, that we ask for forgiveness, Lord, because we have offended, Father. We have offended, God. We ask for forgiveness because we have offended. Father, forgive us, Lord, and strengthen us. I ask that you bless brothers and sisters here that are struggling with sicknesses both physically and spiritually, Lord. Help us, Lord, and guide us, Lord, to be wiser 
in our lives, Lord, in our families' lives. But we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your, your words are hard at times, Lord. But they're sweet to us, Lord, when we start to follow them. They're precious to us, Lord, when they become a guide to us, Lord. They're exciting when you reveal things to us, Lord Jesus, and we can see something new. We can't get enough, Father. But we have to take our medicine, Lord. Even though it's difficult, even though it's challenging, even though we haven't heard it this way, even though we own it, Lord, for some of these things, Lord, in our lives. We want to praise you and glorify you, Lord. We want to lift up our hands and be free, Father. I choose to be free today, Jesus. I choose to be free in you, Father. Father, I want to accept things that I can't change. Circumstances that are in my past, Father, that I can't change. Hurt that I caused people. I want to be able to, Father, move on and be a blessing to people. Help me be a blessing, Father. Help me to be a blessing, Father. I want to be a blessing, not a burden, Father. I want to serve, not be served, Father. Help us, Lord. Help the church, Father. Bless the families here. Bless the kids here. Bless our, us on our, on our travels, Lord. Right now, Father, we're asking if there was people that were injured in that fire, Father, that you bless them, Lord, and, and just heal their bodies, Lord, and, and that they're worrying, Lord, if they don't know, if they don't know what has happened with families, that you bring peace, Lord, and remove anxieties and fears from. Father, I ask right now, Lord, with your powerful hand, Jesus, that you continue to guard the hearts of the members here, Lord, and around, uh, believers around the world, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We believe and trust in you, Father. We're asking, Lord, with all intent, Lord, that we make a change, that we pick something today to make a change, Father. And we thank you, Lord, for your mercy. And we ask this in your precious and holy name, in the name of Jesus, amen.